0: Listeners. This is Chad talking to you again, doing another Storyteller Sanctum. I apologize. I was intending to release one of these last month, but time kind of got away from me like it usually does. I got really busy with real life. Uh, my other podcast had a live show, and then we had another live show at Rose City Comic Con, so that was a very... Stressful event that took a lot of planning. Uh, It went off pretty well, but it took up a lot of my time Had a vacation in Chicago Enjoyed myself there a whole lot of other stuff just kind of uh, took up my time And I wasn't able to release this as soon as I was hoping to So I hope that you will understand Uh, having said that I am going to speak a little bit about session zero what that is why it's important and how to make sure that you have a good one with your players before i go into all of that we need to talk about what session zero is just to make sure we're all on the same page here so when anyone uh, talks about doing a session zero that is when you meet with your players whether that they're new to you new to the game system that you're playing Or if they're your friends that you've been playing the same system with for years and years and years, uh, Session Zero is traditionally uh, the time when all of you get together and meet, whether it be in person, whether it be online, where you communicate a whole bunch of things. Uh, It's typically before you start the campaign, but not always Uh, You can have a session zero in the middle of a campaign, you can have a session zero when certain things come up. It's really kind of up to you, but usually I am talking about uh, before you start a campaign. So what is the purpose of a good session zero? Uh, The purpose is to communicate expectations. Uh, and When I talk about this, I mean for any game system. I'm not just talking about a White Wolf Storyteller system or Dungeons & Dragons uh, Dungeon Master system. Just any kind of game system. So I will be using the term Game Master a lot for this. But you communicate the expectations of the Game Master and the players to each other. Some important things to bring up during a Session Zero is kind of la- laying down the groundwork stuff. For example... For the game master, uh, how often do you want to play? Say, hey, I want to run a weekly game. The players say, well, you know, not all of us can get together every week. Uh, Every other week works for us better. And then you negotiate from there or compromise. Uh, The game master also has an opportunity to tell their players what kind of story they want to tell. Uh, That's a very important thing to communicate right off the bat, because if you start a game that's uh, pirate themed and the players were expecting cyberpunk, you're gonna have a lot of issues and some people will not be having the fun that they were expecting to have. Uh, the game master can also talk about you know, what type of rules are going to be in use. you know, I'm not allowing anything from these supplements, so on and so forth. Certain classes or powers are not allowed. Uh, let's see. Also gives you an opportunity to do character creation, uh, all together. Uh, so everybody kind of knows what other people's strengths and weaknesses are. And so they can become a more, you know, cohesive unit where somebody's strong, where the other person's, uh, character is not and so forth. Uh, it's also important for the players to, to get together with each other and talk about, you know, how their characters are going to work together. You know, <laughs> usually these are very uh, collaborative games and you need to really talk about You know, why do the characters stick together? Why do they get along? You know, we want to avoid anybody going, oh, you know, I'm a complete loner and I'm just going to stay over here in the corner while the other players do their stuff and I'm going to wait for the plot to come to me. That's no fun. And it just puts a lot of pressure on the game master to try to include somebody who's just kind of refusing to play along in a team game. It also helps the game master teach new players to a system, how to make a character in that system, you know, so you're not, uh, you know, expecting them to have it done. And then they come in, they had no idea what to do and you have to delay your game start. It just gets a lot of the the kinks out. And I think one of the most important things about a session zero, one of the most important things to discuss is expectations Of player and game master behaviors. What do I mean by that? Well, I found a handy little list of some Session Zero topics that was written by Haze Zero from Reddit, and this list is by no means comprehensive, but it does raise some pretty good points. Uh, For example, something to talk about is uh, alcohol and drugs. Is that allowed at the table? Or you know at your home when you're online playing you know i mean you're going to be allowing drinking or drug use during the game or maybe right before the game you know some tables are okay with you know everybody having a couple of beers while they're playing a game and that's fine others absolutely not uh, another one is the usage of cell phones and devices during the game are cell phones uh, allowed out on the table or people allowed to look at it when it's not their turn Or do they have to be on silent and in your pocket the whole time? How are you going to deal with super distracted players? Speaking of cell phones and devices, you know, are the players comfortable with you just calling them out on it as soon as it happens? Or would they prefer you to kind of pull them aside at the end of the game and say, hey, man, that wasn't cool. Uh, how are you going to deal with disruptive topics, uh, whether it happened in the game or just conversation among the players? When I say disruptive topics, I mean the big three, sex, politics, and religion. These are very emotionally charged subjects for people. Is this going to be something that you guys are going to address or talk about? Or is any talk about sex, politics, or religion not allowed? How are you going to deal with unannounced dice rolls? Are you okay as a game master with the players uh, in the middle of your description of something? They shout, I'm going to roll perception. Or would you rather them wait and not roll anything until you tell them to? Seems like a small thing, but that's one of those things that can get annoying if it ends up being a pet peeve of yours. All right, this next one's one of my favorites. You know, Are you going to allow the players to roll against each other, or would you prefer them to role play that out? What that means is if one player is going to lie to another player's character, are you going to allow them to roll perception versus uh, insight? Or do you want them just to forego any and all dice rolls against each other and just role play it out, whether or not the person can role play believably or whatever? Uh, How are you going to address PVP? Are the players allowed to attack each other? Are the players allowed to roll dice against each other? You know, or is that strictly not allowed and all players are encouraged to settle their inter-character stuff without violence? Are the player characters allowed to keep secrets from each other? If one person is witness to a super important event, are they allowed to just not tell the other players so the plot doesn't move along? Uh, how are you going to deal with player discomfort? Uh, and this is kind of going to go together with this next point that I'm going to make, but if uh, something is happening in a scene that's causing another uh, player or even the game master themselves to feel really uncomfortable, uh, first of all, uh, how are they going to indicate that they're not feeling comfortable? And second of all, what is everyone going to do when they give that sign? Uh, one thing that uh, I've seen over on the with the NerdSmith people over on their Twitch stream is if one person's uncomfortable, they make an X with their forearms. And when anybody does that, everyone stops what they're talking about and they just move on to the next scene. Like, no, you know, why are you uncomfortable? No judgments, nothing like that. Everyone just stops and moves on. And maybe at the end, uh, you know, the game master will say, you know, were you okay with that? I just want to check in with you. And that's just kind of a, that's a nice thing to do. That kind of goes in with this other thing that's really important to discuss during a session zero, and that's known as lines and veils. Now, lines are, you know, hard lines. What are things or topics or objects or creatures that you, know, you, you know, player or game master, of course, is completely uncomfortable with having any mention of in the game? Fear of spiders... Uh, You know, rape, sexual assault, racism, concepts of slavery. I mean, some of our games get pretty, you know, hot and heavy with things that aren't pleasant. You know, uh, are the players comfortable with addressing certain topics? What topics are absolutely forbidden? Those are lines. Veils are, you know, I'm not quite comfortable with this sort of thing, but I'm okay with it being hinted at or there's a fade to black, or it happens off camera. Like, for example, uh, you know, something that happens, sex in games. You know, some people are okay with their characters engaging in that, but not necessarily full-blown descriptions of what's going on. So it could just be, you know, you and -and so-and-so kiss, and then the camera pans to the fireplace, and we'll pick up the next morning. You know, it's hinted at, but not really described. And the the player discomfort thing, the, the X sign or uh, f- pulling up a red index card or just making the cutting motion with your finger or touching your nose, whatever those symbols may be, that's important because when you're doing a session zero, not everyone knows what their lines are. You know, it could be, you know, I didn't. I kind of think that I can handle a game dealing with a bunch of spiders in it until... I find out that this game master gets really descriptive with spiders and it really creeps me out, you know, that's an important thing to be able to mention. Let's see, another good topic for a session 0 is the the question of player agency. How much control do the players have over their own characters? You know, that's important. You know, do they do they have the final say on everything or does the game master have input? You know, does the game master say no, you have to be a noble for my story to work you know this is important oh this is a big one how do you handle rule debates at a table now i don't want to throw around the word rules lawyer but in any game there's always going to be a question on some rules you know somebody may have to look something up or the game master rules something and somebody disagrees how are you going to deal with that some ways of doing that are everybody stops what they're doing pulls out the rule book or pulls up the internet on their phone, figures out what the rules as written say, and then you go along with that. I you know other game masters might just say, you know, uh, we'll just... Ruling stands as it is. And if there's if you still feel bad about it or still have questions about it, we'll talk about it after the game, but I don't want to bog down the session with too much, you know, rules looking up. Right, something else that's on this list is spotlight sharing. How, re, how are... You or the player is going to deal if you feel like somebody's monopolizing all of the, you know, all the time, all the plots, all of uh, the scene. They're chewing the scenery of what's going on. You know, is that something that's okay? Is it something that's expected and everybody will get their turn when the time comes? Are there players who are very uncomfortable with having the spotlight or sharing it? That's important to talk about, too. Uh, another big one. Meta-knowledge. Is it allowed or not? Uh, For those of you that may not know the term, meta-knowledge is basically stuff that the player knows, but the character doesn't necessarily know. And as such, would you be allowing a character to act as if they had that knowledge, or are you hard set on having a, a divide between what the player may know and what the character knows? Uh, Min-maxing, is that allowed in character creation? You know, here's another term. uh, Min-maxing is, are you going to optimize your character? Like, for example, the stereotypical fighter with the 18 strength and maxed out everything just for fighting, has no skills related to role-playing or anything like that or anything but fighting. He's just a combat monster. Do you want that or do you want characters that are more well-rounded? You got to talk about that. How are you going to handle player absences? Does everyone absolutely have to be to every session? Or if more than half are gone, you just cancel the game. That's important to talk about. Also, if somebody can't make it, how are you going to handle that in the game? Is their character going to be teleported away by elves? Are they going to be comatose or is the game master or another player going to take control of their character? That's important to talk about before somebody gets stuck in traffic and can't make it and they found out somebody else played their character, that could lead to a lot of you know hurt feelings or whatever. Uh, something else, uh, player narrative authority and to what extent do they have that? Uh, an example would be in a game, the players are looking for something and or some place to have fun, and you ask them, "Okay, what do you find? Describe it, name it, whatever." And it's like, "Oh, it's a bar, and it's named this, and this is what's inside of it." And they just describe the whole thing. And in some games, some game masters might go, "Okay, so you walk into a bar. It's named this. This is what it looks like inside, and that's the way it is." Or they might even just say, "You know, point to one of the players and say." tell me one interesting fact about this place and just to kind of flush it out a little bit more. Uh, finally on this list that I have written down is pet peeves. What are your pet peeves? What are your players' pet peeves? Uh, what annoys them to no end? Uh, this kind of rolls into some other topics, but, you know, snacks at the table. Are people going to be eating? Are they going to be eating super crunchy snacks? Or are they going to be eating really distracting things? Are they going to be eating really stinky things? You know, what What annoys you? What annoys them? This is important stuff to talk about. Uh, gum chewing at the table. Uh, you know, really anything. Uh, it's really important because if you're frustrated and annoyed with somebody, you're not going to have fun. And that is the whole point of having a session zero is communicating so everyone is uh, going to be sure that they can have fun the way they want to. Once again, on communication, everybody is on the same page with expectations for the game, for themselves, for behaviors. You know, that's why we do this. That's why we do a session zero is that communication factor. You know, uh, it also helps you through communication establish everyone's comfort zone. As a game master, you know where to push Um, it's not a hard line with this topic but it's more of a veil so I'm just gonna you know tap up against that a little bit just to make them a little uncomfortable which gets them more drawn into the story you know I know where to push the line and I know how not to go over that line it's an opportunity for clarifications as well you know clarifying you know what do you expect what are the rules oh, I thought that we were going to be playing uh, four-hour games, not three-hour games. Or, I wasn't expecting to play for ten hours every Saturday. You know, you need to find somebody else. It's really important to, to establish that before you get invested with, you know, making characters and having your first game session, and then all that stuff comes out. And one important thing about all this communications is it helps reduce the anxiety for everyone involved. You know, these people, they listen to me, they care about what makes me comfortable or uncomfortable. I got to say, hey, I'm not comfortable with people drinking booze at the table and they were okay with that. It kind of helps everyone relax a little bit more so they're focused more on the game and not whether or not they're being judged. One main reason why I do a Session Zero is because it establishes clear boundaries. You know, you're basically setting down the rules for the do's and don'ts. You know, not just you as in the game master. I mean, the players too. You know, we do not want you to do this. We would want you to do this. That is important to know. Uh, So that way, there's no surprises when consequences have to be enforced. When Jimmy is on his phone for an entire game session and he's... You know maybe hitting on some of the other players it's no surprise when you kick them out of the game say hey man we talked about this nobody's comfortable with this we would rather the cell phones not be at the table and flirting at the table with the other players is kind of weird so that way nobody feels like they're being singled out it's like look man we discussed this back in session zero and so it also kind of helps relieve the tension of the game master because You know, the Game Master is usually seen as the rule enforcer, not just for the games, but at the table. If the players have a problem, like a player has a problem with another player, they usually draw the Game Master into it to help resolve that. So you have a Session Zero saying, hey, if players have a problem with each other, they need to talk it out first before getting me involved, or if they have a problem with each other, come to me first so we can figure out what to do. That's an important expectation to set up, and it needs to be discussed. All right, so this is by no means the end-all and be-all of how to do a Session Zero, but I think that this is enough information for anybody who was curious about it or has never done one before to kind of get the ball rolling with it. So just like with all the other Storyteller Sanctums that I do, I hope that you found something in this valuable. I hope that this is something that you use. So that's pretty much all I have. If you like what you hear, you can follow me at Chadlicious. Uh, I'm also the game master of the chaotic goodness podcast. If you want to check that out too, see what I do when my players are completely uncontrolled and off the walls and zany as hell. And uh, I think that's about it. I appreciate any and all comments and feedback. I like doing this. Let's keep doing it. I'm going to try to get the next one out on time. I know I only do try to do these once a month, and Lord knows I need uh, I need to plan accordingly. So I'm going to hold myself to that. So hopefully uh, no later than another month I will have another one of these out. Uh, in the meantime, enjoy the rest of the InVane podcast.